The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. Oh, hey, do you know what time it is? It's giveaway time. In preparation for the release of the New Mutants movie later this summer, The Space Between is covering issues 1 through 20 of the New Mutants comic from the 80s, written by Chris Claremont. In celebration of this, we're giving away a New Mutants epic collection, which includes Marvel graphic novel number 4, New Mutants numbers 1 through 12, Uncanny X-Men number 167, Marvel Team-Up Annual number 6, Magic numbers 1 through 4, and material from Marvel Team-Up number 100. This is a massive collection, and it can be yours. That's 20 issues in all. Check out our website, professionalcasual.com slash giveaways for details. There are seven ways to enter. Yeah, seven. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for one entry each. Back our Patreon and submit a review on Apple Podcasts for five entries each. And review the Professional Casual Network on Facebook or ask a question of our advice show, Professionally Asked, Casually Answered, for three entries each. Remember, you have to go to professionalcasual.com slash giveaways to get started. If you do all that while you're just farting around on your phone, that's a total of 19 total entries you can get to win this sweet comic collection. Get going. The winner will be announced on July 31st. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, welcome to the only podcast on planet God dang Earth where we pick anything and everything to face off in an eight subject bracket elimination tournament. This is Elite Eight Showdown. I am your host, Big Chuck, and I am joined by my comrade, my cohort, my co-conspirator, more importantly, my co-host, Tim. Fresh from womb. To grave. Huh. And every moment in between. From womb to tomb, some might say. <laughs> that sounds way better. <laughs> From womb to tomb, France. Tim, mm-hmm. guess what we don't have? Uh, is it 55 star? Yeah, we <laughs> don't have 55 star goddamn reviews. I don't know why. We have billions of downloads. Um, I think the important thing is... And we've discussed this briefly. We have. That if people like you, uh-huh. uh, Big Chuck, yep. they should leave a, a five-star review. They because should. they like you. Yeah. If you don't like uh-huh. Big Chuck, yeah. you should want him to do his special episode where he goes through the most embarrassing moments of his life. Yeah. So if you don't like Big Chuck, right. honestly, in your best interest uh-huh. to go on iTunes yep. and uh, leave Elite A's Showdown a five-star review. Yeah, you could hear such stories like the time that I almost had a uh, mop cone go up my butt. Actually, it was it was pretty close to being up in my butt. And then got caught by the lady upstairs who came down to get ice and was very confused. If you want to know why she was very confused and how that all came about, you got to get us to 55 star reviews. Also heading over professionalcasual.com slash giveaways to see what we're giving away this month and every other month and possibly past months. Maybe if you build a time machine and you're like, fuck, I wish I won that. There has been some really great giveaways in the past that if you are able to finance and construct a time machine would honestly probably be in your best interest to, to go back there and do that. Yeah, I could not believe the things that we were giving away over there. And all you have to do is just go check it out and find out how to enter. All you got to do is like stuff. You know what I mean? 
I like you. Your your life something? and your future could be changed forever just by, you know, slapping that like button, popping that, slapping that ass, and sl- smacking those likes, baby. Popping that subscribe button. You know what I mean? Ooh. Fondling that follow. Oh, um, that's hot. Haranguing that heart icon on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah. That was not great. No. Moving on. Moving on. Tim. Yeah. The Backyard Deathmatch Championships, of course, being held as always in the uh, Marcus Jackson Memorial. R.I.P. MJ. Love you, bud. Um, You can have, of course, your photo taken with the statue out front. You had a statue made of Marcus Jackson? Yes, that's what I did with the money that we didn't pay for, like, his funeral costs. We didn't pay his funeral costs. Do you not listen to any of the conversations that we've ever had? I have found it. I got in my best interest to drink heavily after working with you I, and forgetting I most su- of it. I suggested that we have the, you know, we change the name of the backyard deathmatch arena mm-hmm. to the Marcus Jackson Memorial Arena. I remember that. Yep. And in exchange, we erect a very beautiful statue of him in memory where people can pay tribute and get photos taken with the statue for a man who was so important and glorious to us, who was destroyed by the evil that was Betty White. Two, um, two quick things. Uh-huh. Sure. The statues of you. Yeah. The way you, the way you made it seem was that it was a, a statue of Marcus Jackson. For the Marcus Jackson Memorial no, Arena. No, it's a statue in his memory and honor. But it's but it's you. Right, but it has a plaque that says, in memory of Marcus Jackson. You got a statue made of yourself in memory to the dude you let die to the hands of Betty White? He was a fat old white man. What would you rather have up there? This gorgeous, majestic hog? Or a fat old guy who looks like Santa Claus with a drinking problem. First off, I feel kind of attacked by that description. Uh Um, Second, my drinking's gotten a lot better. Third, we're not even talking about me. We're talking about Marcus Jackson. I I just, I can't. I love that guy. Oh, fuck. God damn it. Boys. Guess what? What? I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to go. You're going to fight. You told me this week. Oh, fuck. We did. We fucked up. Fuck. Um, uh, look at me. I'm in my Conan outfit. You that uh, movie that, replica. Yeah. Conan armor. Yeah. Um, um, that does not look as good on you now as it did like 30 years ago. No, let's. Um, do you want to tell him or should I? Uh, I really kind of don't want to make eye contact with him, let alone talk to him. So, okay. Okay. Arn. Yeah. Yeah. But we can't, we can't send you in there, man. She'll murder. She will straight up murder you. You will not live. We we love you too much. No, let me in coach. I'm ready to play. I mean, what do we do here? What's our move? Do we lose? I don't think we lose in this situation. Well, that's not true. I would he, much rather have Arnold he, around than Betty he White gave right me now. A birthday gift. I owe it to him. Yeah. I mean, wreck my podcast didn't even 
give me a birthday gift on my birthday. That's true. They didn't. Um, it's kind of kind of messed up. Honestly. Yeah. Well, you want to know why? Craiger wasn't there that day. Oh, Craiger wasn't there that day. Craiger wasn't there that day. That's why really holds that show together. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why they record completely without off him. the rails. But if I got to be honest, Arn, buddy, um, let's go diversion technique. Yeah. Can you? Oh, there he! Wow, there he goes. He's really scared of big birds. <laughs> yeah. Um, have now, you have you watched him talk to Birdstein, Birdstein, and Peck, the legal eagles? Love those guys. Those guys are borderline criminals. Dude, I'm pretty I certain love those criminals. Dudes. How can you say that? They're good dudes. I take care of them. They have helped. They take care of me. Traffic human beings. I don't understand why you keep saying that. We we saved them. Uh, we listen we cannot talk about this i'm telling you um, we saved them i don't i don't know i don't know why you keep saying moving on <laughs> moving on about yeah you are making alleged human trafficking you literally bought people and gave them to them as a gift and they are not letting them leave listen there was their dumpster fire uh, crack house apartment I, uh, there's yeah but there's like reasons I, what are the reasons? Okay. I mean, I don't want to out him, but uh Birdstein, would you uh would you like to come they are here? Yeah, I always keep him on retainer. Birdstein, Birdstein, and Peck. The legal eagles. Yeah, hi. Fuck. Uh well, since we, I guess we're gonna have to talk about this now, uh Tim, thanks so much. Uh yeah, hi. Um what you don't know about Birdstein here. Um, him and I went to, uh, Thailand a couple years ago. He fell in love with, uh, two gentlemen there. Uh, the, uh, alleged human trafficking people that you assume, uh, they were, yes, they were at the time prostitutes. Big but who isn't a prostitute at yeah, some who point? Who isn't a prostitute at some point in the life? Uh, but to be honest, um, Bernstein fell in love with these men. He did. And, uh, now, Thanks to Big Chuck, we were able to buy their freedom, get them here, and uh, Birdstein's now in a very uh, positive, good, polyamorous relationship with these two gentlemen. Thank you for outing him to hit all of his friends and family. And it's not even really polyamorous anymore. One of them died, so there's only the one lady boy anyway. Wow. That is uh, pretty insensitive of you, Tim. Yeah, to not, what the you fuck, You never dude? sent a card or offered any condolences. That was one of the loves of my life that's dead on the floor. She's been there for months. You won't even help bring out the body. I don't want her in the house no more. You can't come over for five minutes and just help me carry out this corpse. It's pretty fucked. Big Chuck is constantly helping people all over the world. It's true, I am. That is all the time. All the time. I'm just, I'm constantly helping him. And Tim, you can't even, like, you have a truck, dude. I don't have a truck. You do. I mean, legally, yes, you do have a truck. What do you mean? The official Elite H Showdown moving truck. How do you think we set That's up that ring? mine? Yeah, it, well, the paperwork says so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, guys, I am. We use that thing all the time to move around our fat loads. So many fat. I got stacks on stacks on stacks of loads. 10, 10 plus 20 equals 40, I think. Yeah. 
He's good. He's real fucking good. Yeah, and a fucking pack back there. That dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> Love that guy. Who you guys got fighting Betty White? Because On seemed really excited up until he heard a bird. You're not going to hurt our boy Arnie, you know, are you? You can't hurt Arnie. Not the Schwartzy. No. We're, we're trying to figure that yeah, out Yeah, right we now. have no idea. Can we... Maybe we just, like, throw a forfeit for her? We just say we couldn't find anybody because she's too dangerous? I think we go Invisible Man. Oh, my God. Yes. You guys got a fucking Invisible Man? Holy shit. Is it like a? Is it like the Japanese Invisible Man Can guy? he tell me move a corpse out of our apartment? Or is it like the blow-up doll Invisible Man? The body's starting to expand a little bit and will probably blow up. So we need... We need to get that done. Oh, if Arnold's not going to fight, can he help me move that corpse? Tim, I just got an idea. Yeah. Uh, Guys, Betty White's official opponent, the dead corpse of your former lover. Unfortunately, Betty White, you are going to have to go on location to beat the shit out of it and then remove it from the apartment. That's how you're going to win this very special apartment match. Charlie, you are the smartest motherfucker that I've ever met in my entire goddamn life. Oh, my God. You know what? Don't have to pay us for this moment. No, no. All we're doing yeah, this, this one's on us. Yeah, bro. this one's on. Holy shit, that Charlie, he's smart. He's the smartest. He's smart. Man, I have ever gotten two lady boys from. Easy, yeah. hands down. Yeah. That you are in a loving, committed relationship with. Yeah. Definitely didn't human traffic them for prostitution. No. Oh, fuck. Tim France was assuming such a thing. That's yeah, a Timothy from the Richard Tim France. Yeah. That stupid bitch. <laughs> Fucking hate that guy. Guys, that's a little excessive. You piece of shit. I'm sorry. I just, I get, I get hyped with them. I'm sorry. Wow. From you yeah. too. This I'm is. I'm sorry. That's really rude. Uh, Peck, you got anything to say? Now, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy, well, Peck. He's such that. a piece of shit. <laughs> no, actually, he does a lot of work for us. He does. Yeah. Peck or me? No, Peck, not you, you piece of shit. Uh, fuck you, man. Just You don't talk to my friend that way. You don't talk to him at all. Oh, I will smack your stupid fucking mouth off your stupid fucking face. Stupid fucking face. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Yeah, or I'm going to bust him gonna... in this fucking stupid kid's nose. I don't. That wow, doesn't make that's... sense. I love those guys. Wow. Bust a nut in his nose. Oh my God. They Guys, I'll be allowed honest. Allowed it's really premises. hard to not vomit every time I look at his face. His stupid fucking face. Listen, I'm just, I'm just trying to fit in with them. Okay. God, this is really hurtful. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. But hey, we yeah. found a contestant. Yeah. That worked out well and Arn's still alive. So, <sighs> moving on to the main event, Tim. I just, do you need a minute? Do you need yeah. to go? You bought a human being, brought I them to this country, saved them, gave them to two of the most degenerate people I've ever met in my the life. The man was in and love. Now you're letting the Betty White was in love. You are letting Betty White desecrate their corpse. Oh, about as much as you desecrated Marcus Jackson by putting up that memorial of me. I can't. Let's just move on. I. I just need to disassociate and get out of here. Let's just go. Okay, so we're going to run for our 24-hour marathon of tournaments now. Oh, my God, Tim, the main event, the arena is crowded. It is. We are drastically over occupancy. Yeah, they don't even care. Nobody's got masks on. Everybody is just 
ass to elbows in here. Nuts to butts. Yeah, because they are excited about our bracket this time. Original movie concepts. Oh, yeah. yeah little fun. little fun. I decided I, I in quarantine um, instead of actually doing my job that I'm supposed to. I've just been watching movies, Tim. Just been watching a ton of movies. That's I had my, my fucking hot assistant, Stacy. God, she is so fucking hot. I mean, just I want I would drink her bath water like I want to floss my teeth with her pubes, Tim. That's how fucking hot she is. Yeah, it just she's gorgeous. Anyway, Tim, she helped me curate way late into the night. This list of original movie concepts, movies that uh, took a like an original stance or an idea or a concept. Mm hmm. Um, and became a blockbuster. Actually, maybe not even a blockbuster, but a cult classic hit, possibly. I've curated eight movies. I, Stacy and I really paid attention to these movies. Okay. We okay. didn't get the research team involved at all. Well, that's good because you're not allowed to contact them off the premises. Right. I mean, I was still, I was still here. I was up in the penthouse. Yeah. Just really just. Getting just deep in that research, Tim. Deep in the research. The implications there. It's fine if you have relationships outside of the office. Uh-huh. You cannot have them here with your subordinates. Oh, she's that is she's a, more like a submissive. <laughs> Actually, more often than that, I'm the submissive in that situation. All right. I because she's the boss of the office. Okay, because I respect my administrative assistants, Tim. Okay. The first bracket, Tim, brought to us by Patreon.com slash the Patreon.com slash professional casual. Blair Witch Project. Was oh. it Blair Witch Project? I think it was Blair Witch Project. I think it was the Blair Witch, Blair Witch Project. Project. Going up against uh, actually one of my favorite movies and concepts, The Purge. Hmm. Of course, the uh, Blair Witch Project was one of the first. Um, it found, was like the first found yeah, footage. Found footage movie where. When that got released, people didn't know if it was real or not. Well, the the pre-roll to that, that effectively disclaiming that this is found footage. This is real. This yeah. was found on this date at this time of this year. I mean, very believable. It never been done before. Yeah, it never been done before. Um, the way it was shot, it just seemed like it was a real. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think nowadays, more often than that, you still have that polish of like an official movie. Yeah. Even segways between scenes right this very legitimately seemed like it was people with recorders in the woods yeah based based on a uh, on a lore that may or may not have been true because it was in a small town so nobody really knew if this was a real thing Mm -hmm. um and of course it you know it really played into the it was like a, a creature that no one really had heard of so it had that local lore behind it yeah um and more importantly it was the amount that they didn't show Correct. Is what made it so good. Yep. Theater of the mind, almost. Right. Yep. Exactly. Um, of course, then Sim bitch standing in the corner at the end there. Uh, Must I be never Carol got Baskin's that. husband. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that stupid pack. <laughs> where did I thought they left? Yeah, guys, you are not allowed on the premise. You don't ever talk to me. Don't you don't ever, ever look me in the eyes. Don't ever. Talk to me again, Tim. I will fucking kill you. Dude. Wow. Wow. You, you cannot can't... threaten me at my own business. Yeah. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Okay. Bernstein, calm down. 
Holy shit. He just gets me so mad with this. Holy shit. Face. Wow. I agree. His face is stupid. Guys, come. Uh, can we move on? Guys, why don't you go have drinks on me? Take Arn with you, please. <laughs> please. Arnie, let's go, bud. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I love this outfit. What is this? Comey? It's beautiful. Oh, real leather. Is he touching his penis? <laughs> The purge, Tim. Yeah. The purge. Uh, uh, a very simple concept. Yeah. What if for 12 hours, all crime, including murder, was legal? So, this movie raises a lot of questions. This question, this, this movie, mm-hmm. generates more questions than it answers. Sure. If I... Falsify or forge documents mm-hmm. during the purge. Mm-hmm. Does that make them legal documents after the purge? So that was never discussed really in the original movie concept, but mm-hmm. I believe it was actually discussed in the television series. Oh, where yes, it would technically be legal once the timer is up, but if you do it even a second after the timer is up, so if I make a fake deed to your house mm-hmm. during the purge and I don't file it mm-hmm. until after the purge, because obviously um, the places I would file it would not be open during the purge. Right. Um, I then own your house. I I would. When, I don't know. I would think I think you have to. I think you have to sign for it. Right. During the purge. So I think that maybe that kind of answers itself is because you cannot file paperwork. Mm hmm. Um, or have things notarized or signed during the purge mm-hmm. that they are kind of automatically exempt because you cannot complete the full transaction during that 12 hours because those places that you need to do it are not open. Right. I, I mean, that, that to be sense. fair, also, though, that was not the premise that they were trying to get with oh. in this movie. What they it wanted to do was... Or, no. Oh, I mean, gotcha. what they wanted was destruction... Uh, rioting, murder specifically, and the so you could go into a mattress store and take all of the tags off, all of them. Everything, although and no one could stop they you. Most likely, probably removed the mattresses from the building. If I had to guess, mm. if I had to guess. All right. Now, culturally speaking, um, this movie definitely ends up developing. I think a little bit more because originally they kind of expand on the idea. Right, the series it, goes on, right? Right, because they kind of start reaching into the idea that like. The idea was that they were targeting minority poor areas to try to clean them out so the funding wouldn't need to be there anymore. Then it evolves into an election year where they're trying to kill an election of uh, elective official who wants to stop. against the purge. Right. right. Who's against the purge. Um, But if I am not mistaken, I really actually appreciate that the sequels flesh out the idea more to ground it in reality more. I I think that's incredible. And the uh, television series actually expands on right after the purge happens so it goes into this idea of like how do people handle all the 364 days after being either purge day yeah either part of it a victim of it or whatever it's a very good series on usa concept it was really good i really liked the concept um but if we're talking about just the first one because i believe the expansion of where it went to um kind of grew because i don't think they originally planned to do three and inevitably four because they actually do a prequel as well of the movie um they really just kind of did this one and done what would we do if for 12 hours 
we could legally le- legal crime, including murder. Yeah. And any weapon can be used below grade four. So like no explosives, I believe, which eventually goes out the window anyway, versus the Blair Witch Project. The first shaky. This is a really. Footage. Yeah, this is a really hard matchup. Um, the found footage thing is huge now. Yeah, like it's, it's it has been duplicated. Yeah. And more often than not, not as good. And very specifically, not only was it a fresh concept, an original concept, it was so good people believed it. Right. They were like, you know what I mean? Like, I legitimately was like, well, I wish I, the Internet was five years further developed so I could figure out if this is real or not. Right. Um, but this is hard. And while The Purge is such a great premise, mm-hmm. I guess really the only part in which it fails is that we haven't seen what the follow-up is so to see kind of alternate society um stories and movies um that really flesh out a a concept like that and try to ground it in reality a lot more um i think i have to move blair witch ahead simply because it was so impactful on movie industry moving forward the purge though I mean, it's it's a narrow win, a right. very narrow win. Right. If we're talking like one, it's one A. Correct. Right. Yep. Um, and I also think I think I think time, also kind of correct because right. we've had right. fifteen years since the Blair Witch. Right. To see its impact, I think very legitimately over the next you know couple decades, we could see uh, a similar effect from the Purge. I wouldn't be surprised if Scary Movie makes a parody of it at some point. Haven't next they? year I, I, probably i mean they seem they were pumping out those fucking movies about yeah. every three months after so yep. um tim bracket number two brought to us by instagram the professional and casual head over there for memes show updates and drops and uh potential giveaway yeah. notifications yep we have the matrix starring of course keanu reeves um also was on a previous bracket of greatest movie I've never seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still haven't seen it to this day. Good. Yeah. Uh, versus this is Spinal Tap, a uh, mockumentary series following a like rock and roll band. I I believe they were supposed to be British, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but it was supposed to be like a tongue in cheek to Motley Crue. Yes. Right. Yep. Um, Matrix. I mean, come on. The entire concept is original for the most part. This idea of like a world within a world. Right. Battling the special effects alone, making it an original concept. Yep. Doing things that we had never literally had never seen in a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the choreography was spot on. The special effects outside of a very couple scenes uh, were incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and similar to the last round, I almost put the Matrix as a premise versus a concept. Or I guess it's really both, but it didn't provide a new format. Right. Um, the Matrix kind of laid the ground for things like Inception, where kind of thinking in the multiple layers, mm-hmm. um, which I really appreciated and gave uh, kind of a new breath into that. And this is all the simulation. Right. Conspiracy theory stuff. Um, the Wachowski brothers or at the time it was the Wachowski brothers. Um, did a phenomenal job with that first movie. It right. was impactful for everyone that was um, in that time frame. Slowly 
moving forward in a new internet world mm-hmm. where uh, it, this grounded a lot of that um is almost near future right yeah and and the concept especially with just like the age of the internet becoming more mainstream for right. everybody. This was even like, holy shit, there is a good possibility that this could be our future mm-hmm. where our, our reliance on technology is so intense. Right. Um, and, and like that concept was touched on in like allegedly blade runner. Right. Cause mm-hmm. I wouldn't know. I never saw it. <laughs> right. Um, of course, what I would argue is a better spinoff of uh, the matrix being iRobot um, with Will Smith. Uh, <laughs> just, that movie was bad. Will Smith is bad. Hitch sucks, bud. Like, no, <laughs> no, it's not true. And I refuse to believe it. But Tim, this is Spinal Tap. Spinal. I mean, very legitimately, one of the first I don't know if it's actually the first mockumentary, but it's certainly the the earliest that I'm aware of. Um, the mockumentary. Well, I did ask the boys over at the Wreck My Podcast and more importantly, uh, Cam, a.k.a. Clam. Did oh, step he probably up. called this a film, though, didn't he? He did call it a film. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, he also pointed out that it was not the original, but it's the most popular. OK, but it could not tell me what the original uh, mockumentary was. Gotcha. So, I would. Um, I can't think of who it is, but I can think of a mockumentary. Uh, the big the big lady. I'll never think a big lady with like a uh, hair. It's Medea. No. The clumps. No, uh, it's like from the 70s. She eats poop. That's all I remember of it. What? Hold on. What? Hold on. I can t- uh, hold on. I'll never think of it. I don't know. That one might be like one of the first mockumentaries. OK, um, but obviously we have no idea what it is. Right, And I think it was like a cult classic. Movie. And you have to be a film buff to a even know what exists. I bet you he is like just raging in his like room right now, ripping his clothes off in anger. Yeah. There's the fact that I cannot remember what this fucking movie is called. What this fucking film. I'm sorry. Is. Film is. Yes. Um, Going up against. Uh, oh, right. But this is Spinal Tap. Right. So without Spinal Tap, whatever the other one was before, I'm sure it was garbage because it was a film and not a movie. Um. This is Spinal Tap. It also had a bunch of people that I I literally couldn't tell you the name. Right. Very famous, but I can't think of the name. Um, This is Spinal Tap paved the way for The Office, for Parks and Rec, Mm -hmm. for every mockumentary stuff, for Space Force. Um, Best in show. Best in show. Oh, my God. The Christopher Guest stuff. I love those. Uh, Incredible movies. Um, And just as a quick aside, I love those little insular pods of actors that all perform the same type of movies together. You have right. like the Judd Apatow that constantly has Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill and um, Jay. Can I remember Jay's last name? But that guy, you have that group, right? You have uh, like the Bill Murray group. You have um, the broken lizard guys. Right. Um, I love those little insular things where everyone kind of plays different roles each time. And I really appreciate it a lot. Um, we kind of saw this in Spinal Tap. Yeah. This was like kind of the first crew where like they were doing because if I'm not mistaken, these guys were part of the original um, Saturday Night Live crew. Gotcha. I, yeah, I, I believe I believe they were a, a couple I, I, of them. I actually were. never seen it. This is Spinal <laughs> oh, Tap. This I'm, is just, <laughs> I'm just I'm just talking like I like I've yeah, you know, you studied it. Fucking convince me. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I um, believe I believe if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was. I mean, the research team, of course, because I can't talk to them. Yeah. Um, can't look that up for me. And Stacy, I mean, we, I don't keep her around for her brains. Right. 
Oh, the other group uh, of the insular group, and this is kind of two groups that merged into one. You have like the David Wayne group yeah. that was like uh, Paul Rudd and Michael Showalter and Michael Ian Black um, that was also heavily connected to the state, which was like Thomas Lennon and the Reno 911 guys right. and, and all that stuff. I really appreciate. Also big cons. fan of the Power Rangers and the Teletubbies. Which one? Thomas Lennon? Yeah. Officer Dangle? Yeah. Okay. But uh, but also just in general, like of groups that like did really well together. Oh yeah, yeah. The Power Rangers just and the together. And the Teletubbies. Moving on. <laughs> um, that joke was a lot funnier in my head, Tim. <laughs> Stacy laughed I, at I, it. I appreciated it. I appreciated it. But Tim, um, we have a mockumentary original going up against um, the reason why every annoying, uh, stinky kid from, who hung out in his basement on the internet. Or had a reason to go to the movies or the antagonist from grandma's boy. That was, you know, oh my God, uh, um, great, great pick for uh, that like group of guys. Yeah. 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 The Adam Sandler. Crew, yeah. That the was happy Madison group. Um, Jonah Hill got his like kind of one of his big breakouts from grandma's boy. Oh my gosh. I completely forgot. Yeah, about he that. sucks on the milkmaiden's tit for like 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, which she was casted like her role was milkmaiden. Yeah. Yeah. I just love that for some reason. I think Spinal Tap has to go on. Not only um, is it a, they're both great concepts, but Spinal Tap gave a format going forward for some of the best comedy works that we've seen. Right. And and Matrix kind of does that too, but everybody ripped off the special effects, not the concept. Right. They took the bullet time. They took the, the um, wire act Kung Fu. Yeah, they took the the you know the special effects, but they didn't take the concept, right? Um, of it, which kind of, I think there I think there's a lot more that they could have dove into that. Um, the that Matrix I, was a ton of potential and right. no follow through because the follow up movies had great parts. They weren't stellar overall, right? Um, and the Animatrix was awesome. Would have been a great concept. Was super cool concept. Uh just not executed to the best that it could have been. Right. And they, uh, they had a video game too, but that just kind of played the was best an MMO. Was it really? They had an MMO where you could choose the different like classes, yeah. which are never really discussed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's all, it's almost all extra headcanon. Oh. I don't know if you've seen old interviews of like news reporters going out to people lining up to see like some of the matrix sequels. And they're all like, my name's Daryl. I'm a runner. And then there's like another guy with like insulation tubing over him. And he's like, my name's Mark. I'm a, and they had like names for what each that different seems like role was. That seems like something Clam would do. Yeah. Clam yeah. would probably Clam do that. Would. He'd be like, my favorite class from the film. Uh, was that the right guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't keep them apart. That's there's, fair. There's just so many of them that aren't Craiger. I actually love you, Cam. I mean, I just, you hate the running man. So I have to just. God damn it. Um, you know, actually, uh, Jordan used to be a scene kid, so he definitely was doing that for sure. I don't I feel like scene was just off splash email, wasn't it? Yeah, but like it, it was all like garnered from like like the Matrix happened and then like the Matrix group split into two groups. Like there was the emo nerd kids that went from D&D. They went into like the emo scene they went into the matrix and then the matrix kind of divided it up. And then you got like your ska punk kids. You're and saying you got... a lot of inflammatory things. Um, and I think it's better if we just move to the next bracket. Are you, are your feelings hurt right now? Uh, 
emo punk scene goth they were all very different things there was not no they weren't though they were it j- if Literally, you're if you're goth you wear black you wear trip pants you shop at hot topic if you're emo you were Tight black pants. You shop at Hot Topic. You read the homicidal maniac. If you're seen, you wear black clothes. You wear from Hot Topic casual fitting black pants with buckles on them. Um, you shop at Torrid. Um, you definitely didn't shop at Torrid, but okay. Well, why? Because, because they seen, seen kids are normally thinner. Is that what you're trying to say? A yes. Uh, usually very emaciated from all the cocaine they were doing, but also. Um, Torrid just never really carried that style. They went with a more alternative, sophisticated punk look than they did a scene look. I will give you that they spawned the birth of the Karen haircut. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. In fact, Karen started wearing feathers in their hair, and that's when I knew I needed to get out of that situation. But moving on, anyway, Tim. Yeah. Because we could talk about this forever, but we got to decide a winner here. I did. Spinal Tap. It is Spinal Tap, and we're moving on to the third bracket. Facebook dot com slash professional casual professional casual that's right we still got it fixed it's still fixed still fixed you can like type that into like an internet search bar and it'll bring you to our facebook page holy shit i don't know if you know how much work goes into that but it was nowhere near as much as uh, i thought it was you know that research team's a piece of shit yeah maybe stacy would have figured it out maybe if you weren't trying to throw them into the death pit or kill them or fire them or break up their union um or feed them to uh dev's three-headed dick um maybe whoa, they whoa, could whoa. Actually... i never try to feed them to i'll give you giving them to betty white you specifically put out a craigslist ad asking for people named karen to join the research team you know exactly what you were doing. And if you at home don't know exactly what he was doing, you should follow us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month to hear the behind the stage episodes. I didn't know that was being recorded. (sighs) I didn't know that was being recorded. I will say that again. Everything. I did get a yacht though. (sighs) I did get a yacht from that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I confused with an ascot, but Hey, Tim, you paid for it. So I don't really care. Third bracket, Tim. Mm-hmm. The movie, a Netflix original. That's right. I, I pulled a pulled one out of the weeds here. Hush, a uh, a suspense thriller movie. One of my uh, personal favorite creations from uh, Netflix. Going up against uh, Funny Games. Mm. Um, now, fun fact: you've never seen Hush, and you've never seen Funny I've Games. never seen Funny Games. But the concept of Hush is a um, deaf author goes to a cabin to kind of clear her head, clear her writer's block. I believe she also is going through a breakup at the time. And there is a guy who is hunting her neighbors and he figures out that she is deaf and he proceeds to kind of play this cat and mouse game with her the entire time. Um to which she starts kind of fighting back. And that's the premise of the movie. What's I think super interesting about it is sound plays a very important role within that movie because she's deaf. There's only 20 minutes of dialogue in the entire movie, Hmm. Um, which I guess like we've seen that in like, is it run Lola run? I believe like, yeah, a movie where there's like hardly any um, dialogue uh, dialogue at all. But this is like very strategic dialogue that's set up in very specific reasons of why it exists mm-hmm. also probably one of the most progressive films uh wally did not have a lot of dialogue in it 
That's fair. That's, I mean, you actually make a good point. Yeah. Um, a movie ahead of its time. Right. Yeah. Literally. Wally in yes. the timeline. That's, that's fair. Um, but Hush, uh, I really loved the concept. It's a concept where sound plays a very important part within this movie. No, no sound happens for any without having a particular reason why it's happening. Okay. Um, I don't know what Funny That's Bones super is. Super cool. Yeah. Funny Bones, uh, not a movie we're talking about. We're actually talking about funny games. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> funny Bones, I don't even know what Funny Bones is. I believe it's a barbecue place. It's a stand up comedy club. Okay. There you go. Oh, um, you know what I was thinking? Monkey Bone. What a great movie. Can we Mon- just talk about <laughs> Monkey Bone for a couple hours? Sure. Um, literally, obviously, you can tell why Brendan Fraser stopped acting after Monkey Bone because that movie could never be topped. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, Funny Games is effectively a full movie. Now, granted, you haven't seen the movie I'm about to reference here, mm-hmm. uh, as we heard in episode five. Uh-huh. Um, the greatest movie I've never seen. Yes. Yeah. Um, is is a is a, like a two and a half hour version of the home invasion scene from Clockwork Orange. Uh, oh. The premise of Funny Bones is it's these two funny games. Funny. Oh, shit. I can't believe you've done this to me. Um, <laughs> you fucking got him. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid fuck. Stupid. <laughs> you stupid, silly man child. Arnold, man. <laughs> yeah, you tell him. <laughs> I fucking told you. <sighs> Yo, I don't. Do you think Peck's the brains of that operation? I thought my understanding was that Peck was kind of the, the special brother. I mean, what if he's the dude that breaks the legs? Like he's tiny, but he's scrappy. Terrifying thought. Are there legs being broken in funny games? There are legs being broken in oh, funny games. Shit. So the premise of funny games. Yeah, is, tell me is, about this. Uh, uh, like, I believe it's in like Connecticut or New Hampshire, just a, a very uh rich uh like lake area, mm-hmm. like lake house area, um, in these like McMansions, and these two kids in white polo shirts and shorts. Uh, knock on this door and they're like asking for a phone or something like that i actually forget the beginning but effectively it's these two like yacht kids yacht boys um that end up using charisma to get themselves inside these people's home and then they proceed to torture and terrify the hell out of them slowly over the next couple hours while they're playing games effectively like yeah we'll let you out of your bindings if you do this or that and it's um okay it's an incredibly dark movie interesting but they effectively took the premise of some of the worst scenes in in not and by worst i mean some of the more difficult to watch and it's not a graphic movie is the thing right um it's it's just effectively literally two yacht kids under assumed names i'm talking like two like fuckboy bros essentially yeah yeah like they should have had um pastel sweatshirts draped over their shoulders but they didn't okay Um, all right but literally terrifying this this uh this couple um Hmm. for for hours and just playing little mind games with them the entire time obviously enjoying the hell out of it right um before they move on like to the next house now would this kind when did this movie come out i'd say mid odds so probably like some okay. 2003, 2006, somewhere. Okay. In, in that. So we do see this kind of reflected again, like in uh, Devil's Rejects. Yeah. Um, we see it in, there was a, there's actually a movie on Hulu. It was part of the After Dark series called The Pledge, 
which kind of plays into that same idea. Yeah. Um, which was really good. If you need a free movie to watch one night, uh, the pledge on Hulu. Um, but it, it, it sounds like a concept that I've heard of before. Maybe they were like kind of the first ones to do it. Um, but I guess you, you could also say that about hush too. And kind of this like same thing, this kind this cat and mouse game, the, the antagonist of hush knows that he could hypothetically kill her anytime he wants. Mm-hmm. He could have just offed her right off the bat, but he wants to play the game of like cat and mouse. Unfortunately, at this point it's Tom and Jerry and the mouse starts fighting back. You know what I mean? So I guess funny games was a remake of it's a shot for shot remake of um, the same film that was made in 97, which doesn't seem like that much time passed since they made it. But yeah, it's about a family that was captured and tortured by um, white by these white privilege by these two young men on their vacation, and oh, that's the premise: is that they uh, they effectively say that they're going to kill them in X amount of time, and just kind of see what they do until then. Huh? We're gonna kill you tomorrow morning. All right. Well, that's really nice that the research team worked for you, but it won't work for me. And then whatever to, yeah. research team. Um, but I, I like that concept. I think that's a really interesting concept to kind of develop and plan. But I like um, strangers. Right. It, so it's again, it's kind of one of these movies that maybe kind of birthed this idea. Strangers, the same thing. Yeah. Same concept. Pretty much. They like show up. They're going to murder this couple. And they're like, why? And they're like, because mm, you were home. So. The one with the people in the masks, yeah, like just kind of like hanging out outside the house. Yeah, that's very legitimately one of the most terrifying things to me. Home home invasions are like way up there. Like gremlins, fucking evil dolls coming to life, paranormal stuff doesn't bother me. See, I'm the exact opposite. Dudes waiting outside my house, just watching me, like terrifies the hell out of me. Um, If so, follow us at facebook.com/slash/professionalcasual. Do not follow me at my home. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, Great call, Uh, but Tim. You got to choose one hush or funny games. Um, I, I think very specifically just talking about funny games. We've shown that it's not a super original concept. It's been right. done a whole time, but a bunch of times before um, hush sounds incredible. It's very good. Um, you know, no offense to clam, but hush sounds like a movie I would call a film. Uh, you would. He would, too. And he also watched it and enjoyed it. So I, I think any movie that takes standard um senses mm-hmm. a sound a vision things like that and does something incredibly uh, incredible with them make sure that every sound you hear is for a point and for a meaning i think that's a that's an incredible concept and certainly the more original idea hush is moving on oh my god the last bracket for this round tim brought to us by the uh brought to us by professionalcasual.com where you can check out literally all the shows all yeah. the shows are streaming up there Newest episodes are always on the front page. Constantly. Check out the our podcasts page for literally every episode of every podcast we yeah. do. There's a ton the of space different- between the space between presents Elite Eight Showdown, which is why you should be going there anyway. Right. Um, professionally asked, casually answered. Yeah. Um, big fiction energy. Big fiction energy. A, where Dan read a book. Yeah. Uh, a grim podcast of perilous adventure. Oh, Gapapa. 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 Um, I there. Literally, at one point, we were dropping so many shows, I forgot what all they were. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's how often we're dropping shows at a alarming rate. There's something for everybody there. Yeah. And yet something 
for no one. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like this show, Elite Eight Showdown. Tim, our last bracket, very diverse movies. Okay. Very one side of the spectrum and the other. Sure. We have 40-year-old virgin. Mm. Steve Carell classic. Kind of Steve Carell's break into movies. It was yeah. his first like really big starring role. Also, um, the start of my de-evolution into Everybody Loves Raymond fan fiction. That's that is fair. That is fair. Going up against um Jordan Peele's uh cinematic uh classic, I mm-hmm. guess you could say, Us. Mm. I took Us over Get Out. Um, because Get Out is actually not an it's not that original of a concept. Right. Or this kind of like abduction body swap idea. But us is that was a pretty out out of the ordinary. Yeah. This idea that there's this entire other existence of like other version of us that might be evil, possibly mm-hmm. living underneath the world like a mirrored world yeah all where, reality where like and maybe even went as far as like the government knew about it and just like created these tunnels down there for them and they just get finally fed up and they are just like we're coming we're coming to get you we're gonna replace you and that was like the the kind of the concept of the whole movie okay um also a lot of people standing outside a window stalking other people right yes Huge part. But, but because it's supernatural, it doesn't bother me a little bit. Okay, that's all. fair. That's fair. Um, but it's not really supernatural as much as it is. Yeah, that one's a toughie. It's a toughie. It also, um, of course, like an all black or primarily uh, black cast, mm-hmm. which is a, a big, even in today's standards, is a pretty big deal. Yeah. Very rarely is there an all black cast with a black lead role. Um, I don't know if that really should count as an original concept, but unfortunately it kind of does because very rarely do we see that happen. We saw, we, we didn't even see it in get out. Right. The majority that was kind of the premise of, get right. Out, I mean, yeah. that was, that was what he wanted to really harp on, mm-hmm. but um, rarely do we ever see that. And I think right. this was a really good point to make in this movie that like any race can be the lead and we can have a really good movie. Right. Going up against the whitest guy I might know. Steve Carell. Yeah. In 40 year old virgin. Um, actually a very dark and disturbing reflection of my own life. Um, watching that as a <laughs> good thing. I got Stacy around to comfort me, Tim. Yeah. And the fact that I have still yet never had sex. <laughs> um, in case my mother's listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, 40-year-old virgin is a massively important movie. <laughs> I mean, this, okay, that's a, that is a little much of a statement, but I'll let you defend it. This movie started Steve Carell's career as an actor. Yeah. This movie started or reinvigorated Paul Rudd's career as an actor. Okay, I'll give you that. Seth Rogen's career as an actor. Um Oh, okay. He had freaks and geeks. How dare you? Not a movie. Movie career. Acting I mean, it was career. short like a movie. He did not act. It was only in, around for like half a season. He did not act in freaks and geeks either. He just went. <laughs> or when I, I that do is a, literally every character he ever plays in a movie. Except for 40 year old virgin. Where he, he was a literally mover. that guy. No, he's not. 
What? He is literally- Forty Year Old Virgin is the only movie that Seth Rogen is in where he doesn't play Seth Rogen. That is a whopper of a lie. He's working for a living. Physical labor. Yeah, but he's still Seth Rogen as guy being a mover. I no. No, he's a <laughs> he's still that guy. No, he's not. not he does that, that laugh like millions of times in the That's movie. It's just his laugh. He can't help that. Oh, it's a disability. Okay. <laughs> um but Paul Rudd is literally probably my favorite actor in the world. Uh this is the progenitor of <laughs> The Judd Apatow. Can I get a research team to figure out if that's actually a word or not? <laughs> um, of the Judd Apatow style of movies uh-huh. that put forth some of my favorite actors, including Jonah Hill, who I want to play me in my biopic. I want Drew Carey to play me in my biopic. No, to play me in my biopic. That's a great call. Yeah, I, I would really- go with Zach Brown. The fuck you. He's dead and he's never coming back. <laughs> How um, dare you? Us, I haven't seen. Right. Um, I've seen both of these. The, my issue with Us is that it's Jordan Peele's movie. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Peele is hilarious. And he has decided to start making movies that scare me. <laughs> and that makes me really nervous. So, like, like you, like, he was a comedian, a comedic actor. Very much so. I would say he still is. Yeah, to an extent. Like, when he's in roles, he's a comedic actor. Yes. Um. Of course, like Key and Peele. <gasps> a bitch. <laughs> like, arguably, probably one of the more underrated but really good shows that came from Comedy Out of Central. all the shows that have tried to be Chappelle's show, right. it's probably it, the it, one that white people like the most. That's a, that's fair. That's <laughs> um, fair. But it's also, I mean, to be fair, white people also love Chappelle's show, which was kind of his gripe with it. Um, but... He when it becomes when it's his directing role, it's a it's a complete 180. Yeah, we got Get Out. Mm-hmm. We got Us. Mm-hmm. Um, there he's working on a possible Gargoyles, uh, the animated cartoon show. Okay. He wants to be the director of that, which is very different from what he was doing. He's um currently producing. I don't know if he's directing, but he's producing the new um Twilight Zone series. I heard that. Yeah. So very specifically, one thing I know is there are occasionally times where I'm at the movie theater watching trailers for new movies coming out and I'm not super into horror movies or things like that. Right. I'll see, for instance, the trailer for us Mm -hmm. and I'm like, wow, this looks pretty interesting. And then I see Jordan Peele's name come up and I very legitimately know it's going to be an incredibly quality um, thing that is going to be above and beyond other movies in that genre. It's going to make me think a little bit harder. It's going to have a better premise and it's going to be incredibly well-written. Probably one of the best movies um, that really makes a social statement Mm -hmm. um, and makes everyone just think a little bit more. Right. Keanu. I know you said that as a joke, but it's a fair statement. <laughs> um, yeah, Keanu was a good movie. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's just... a, it was actually like a, like it was funny. It was yeah. supposed to be funny, right? And it's like it's it's essentially just like if they took Key and Peele skit and right. just made it in two and a half hours long. So though I was looking at him on IMDb, Jordan Peele, uh-huh. and was like, you take a look and there's... Candyman. 
that was the that's the other movie I couldn't remember that he had, he's he is directing the new Candyman. Oh, remake, gotcha. Yeah. Which again, a horror movie. Yep. Yeah. Um there's there's the saying in acting where you do do two for them, do one for you. Right. James Franco um very specifically believes in uh do one for them, do four for literally nobody. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, Jordan Peele Keanu is a do it for them sure do this for Comedy Central to plug your show right. whatever um, Jordan Peele is very specifically a director and actor who can do both at the same time right. Us is a great movie it um, certainly hit at a, at a at a good time of the year that a bunch of people are going to go see horror movies but it's also just an incredibly solid film right. uh, same with uh, Get Out um, and I'm sure pretty much everything else the dude touches, he's gold. Yeah, um, he, he is yet. He's I think he can reach like M. Night Shyamalan level uh, easy uh, of like prestige. He can easily m- meet pre Avatar M. Night yeah. Shyamalan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he could I, I would almost say he could he this, just, surpass just to I, piss I Cam off. I'm going to say he could reach James Cameron level directing. I hope he never does. Um, mainly because James Cameron's a huge dickhead. Right. But I just mean like the level of like right. how he's regarded as like one of the greatest directors of our time, which is bullshit. James Cameron is not a good director. James Cameron made a three hour movie that had tits in it and it was rated PG 13. So people went and saw it. Titanic is a bad movie. It has a bad premise. Okay. I don't even think boats exist. He just makes shit up. Avatar. Listen, really you're gonna you're gonna make another three-hour movie where people just want to see these things bang and then they just put their dreadlocks together stupid what else has he done probably also stupid so here's the thing Craiger loves james cameron and everybody else on that show hates james cameron james cameron is probably the most prolific director Uh of our time of our age Uh and will literally never be surpassed right there you go that sounds about right titanic yeah to be able to create such an epic story um, based in reality, sure. have such strong, um, motivating, uh, detailed characters, right. and have a PG-13 and have titties in it, good job. I'd love PG-13 titties. Yeah, yeah. one of the best. Yeah, um, good for him. Uh, Avatar. Yeah. He, he created a world Blue that titties. we wanted Blue to be alien in. titties. Without titties. I don't believe there were titties in it. I think there was like alien titties. Was there? Yeah, I think so. I feel like the Jake Sully. Um, <laughs> uh, created a world that, you know, had incredibly creative names for things uh-huh. like a metal that was very difficult to get called unobtainium. You know what I mean? It was so unobtainable. You could not obtain it. Right. Um, that's why it was so important. Right. Um, it was the greatest three real D 3D movie of our time. Right. James Cameron made some alien shit, too, didn't he? Isn't he like the guy? Yeah, I believe he made those movies too. Or was that Ridley Scott or was it both of them? Uh, I don't know. Tim, but we got to pick a winner. Well, no, the research hold on. That up. I mean, James Cameron, like, uh, I completely agree with Craiger. Aliens. Uh-huh. That's it. Terminator. Uh, ooh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Dude, that's Terminator. Like, ah, you're talking Dark about Fate. me? Yeah, we're talking about uh-huh. my favorite and Craig's favorite director, James Cameron. Jamie? Yeah. Jamie Craig? Oh, Cam, the big Cameron. 
Yeah. Yeah. Fucking love that guy. Yeah. Well, he yeah, played you yeah. in True Lies. He did. Which was a foundation. Where there was of your also career. a bunch of titties. Yeah. And remember that other movie you were in? Uh, Terminator Genesis? Uh, no. Terminator 3, Rise that, of the I, Machines? No. What about that other one, Terminator Salvation? I was not actually in that one. That was a computer generated version of me. Oh. Yeah. What about Rambo? You were in that. I wish. No, I stole. But a lot of people confuse us. A lot of people do. Yeah. Anyway. Are you proud of yourself? You brought him back in here. Yeah, kind of. Oh, okay. I like I mean, him around for protection. Hey, see you later, buddy. Okay. He's okay. Tim, we got to pick a winner, right? Yeah, we, this got way. <laughs> this has got way out of control. Topic. Um, Forty-year-old virgin. Forty-year-old virgin. Literally the most important movie in the world, probably, because wow. it gave Jonah career. Uh, Jonah career a hill. <laughs> it gave Jonah Hill a career. Who that that man? I love Jonah Hill so much. This is the end. Might be my favorite movie of He's all time. He's in that movie for like three seconds. This is the end. No, forty-year-old virgin. Right. I said it launched it. Wow, that is a. St- I would. Okay, sure. Moneyball. I would say movie. knocked up relaunched his career before Forty Year Old Virgin did. Forty Year Old Virgin came out before Knocked Up, though. I thought. Yeah, but like he's just like a random kid in the background, which got him the role in Knocked Up. Hold on. And then can Knocked I, Up. Can was, I just finish what I was going to say? Motion. Yes. Uh, this is the end. Uh, possesses Jonah Hill. What probably. I'm going to take a, a a quote right out of Clam's book. The most important cinematic masterpiece wow. is the scene in This is the End where Jonah Hill is possessed. Uh-huh. And Jay tries to do the exorcist thing to him uh-huh. and says, by the power of Christ compel you uh-huh. and possess Jonah Hill, who is strapped to a bed, says, no, it's not very compelling. <laughs> I'm 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 glad you enjoyed that. Oh, that movie. The demon so good. that sodomizes him. <laughs> yeah. I believe that is Channing Tatum, is it not? Probably. I believe that was like the oh, role. Speak, uh, 21 and 22 Jump Street. Dude, oh, Jonah fuck. Hill, Wolf of Wall Street, Moneyball. Um uh, Jonah Hill is an American delight. And I if and you yet, watch interviews media with him, fucking hates him. Oh, and um War Dogs. Oh yeah. Uh, Jonah Hill is 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 literally the best actor in the world. And whenever he's interviewed, they pretty much ask him the same question. And he's like, so how does it feel being famous, but also being fat and ugly? And he just gets really fucking pissed every time. Super bad, actually. I, I would say probably launched his career. But there's no super bad without 40-year-old version. I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Tim, our f- semifinal round. Two very diverse movies. The mm-hmm. Blair Witch Project going up against This is Spinal Tap. The mockumentary versus the mockumentary. The <laughs> Battle of the mockumentary is just kind of different. Found footage versus like a more polished parody of a documentary based on a yeah. Molly Crew. Um, this is actually probably the best matchup. Mockumentary versus found footage. Sure. Um, and, it, it's an, and it's an insanely hard one to choose between. Um, simply because what each one has given us found footage has given us some of the greatest horror movies. Mockumentaries have given us some of the greatest comedies. Mm -hmm. Um, they've never really 
reached those genres though mm-hmm. um so just based on that i think the quality and the skill in writing comedies is higher than horror movies um that is a very that is just me that is just my opinion that i i yeah i can give you that um i think it takes more to have an intelligent joke make someone laugh than it is to scare somebody um simply because you could literally just stand outside my window and i would be fucking terrified right um so i i think spinal tap moves forward and once again narrow margin uh, because i feel like this decision could be made either way and it's simply because i prefer comedies more than horror movies that is that is fair i'll give you that tim hush versus 40 year old virgin why does 40 year old virgin win this one (laughs) um First off, fuck you for taking my joke because 40-year-old uh, for the same reason. Uh, this is the end. Also, this is the end. Also, 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, Moneyball, all the things I said before. 40-year-old version gave me Jonah Hill in my life. Very much how Hitch gave me all the Yeah, but Hitch is stupid. Hitch is the greatest movie ever made. How fucking dare you? You know, I can take a step back, and if you are saying that Hitch, yeah, is your jo- is to you as Jonah Hill is yeah. to me, yeah, I think it's stupid, but I think it's important. I think it's important to you, yeah, which means it's important to me. Also, higher grossing than any movie it's ever been. Hitch, uh, yeah, than any movie that Jonah Hill has starred in. That's not true at all. He's been in two Scorsese movies. There's zero chance that Hitch has beaten Wolf of Wall Street or Moneyball. Oh, no, 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 no. I said starred in. He started both of those movies. He did not. Wolf of Wall Street was starred. Uh, lead role was Leonardo DiCaprio. No. Yes, it was. I disagree. No, you're wrong. My, my point being that Jonah Hill, I don't I, he's maybe not, he's I'll, not a main character because he's fat. Right. Exactly. No, I get what you're saying. Uh, he's the Kevin maybe, James maybe. Of, <laughs> of all those movies. He is. That's fair. Uh, technically, Kevin James had a more successful career um, than Jonah Hill. Than Jonah Hill. No one even knows who yeah. Doug Stanhoe is anymore. What's his name? Not Doug Stanhoe. Doug. Uh, funny. No, that was Doug from the cartoon. Show. You see how easy it is to derail you? Cause his character's Doug. name on King of Queens was Doug. The actor's name is not Doug. No, that's how easy Kevin forgettable, forgettable. Kevin. Although James he was, is. he was Kevin James on 40 year old virgin because he was in an episode of everybody loves Raymond where he played Kevin, the UPS delivery guy. Yeah. See how I did that. Was Hitch? King of Queens based off of a bit part from yeah. Everybody Loves Raymond? Yeah, literally, that's how that entire show existed. Ray Romano helped them get King of Queens greenlit. He was a he was a supporting character on Everybody Loves Raymond. He was known as Kevin, because they just use his real name, who was a UPS driver who was friends with Ray Romano. They then start doing crossover episodes every once in a while, where they then changed his name to um, Doug. I didn't know that. That's yeah. incredible, actually. Yeah. I didn't realize that at all. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Fucking crazy, right? All right. That's why Hitch is the greatest movie ever made. Tim, in our finals. <laughs> yeah. We have this is Spinal Tap going up against 40-year-old Virgin, the original mockumentary versus a pioneer in how comedy is viewed today. Let me pitch these to you, Tim. Both of these made Steve Carell incredibly rich. 
mockumentaries leading to the office made Steve Carell incredibly rich. This 40 year old virgin got Steve Carell the part on the office and making him incredibly rich. That's you make it think. Didn't they? Uh, I thought the office was already in rolling when they made 40 year old virgin. No, I'm not going to fact check it. Oh, okay. That's right. Um, but I'm pretty certain that that's, that what I said is probably true. Okay. Unless that's it's not, in which case um, I meant it as a joke. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Tim, 40 year old virgin. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the became the. Is Jonah Hill even in 40 year old virgin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did we? Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Good. He's in it for literally five seconds. He's the guy that wants to buy the goldfish platform shoes from the eBay store, but she won't let him because it's up for bid. bid so he has to go home and he's like, I don't understand why you can't just let me buy these and take them home. <laughs> Okay, good. I'm yeah. glad he's actually yeah. in there. <laughs> he is. He's literally in it for five seconds. It's how I believe it's how he met Seth Rogen and got the role in Knocked Up. Okay. Yeah. So, forty year old virgin, a pioneer in the kind of like brat pack of comedy or rat pack of comedy, depending on how old you are, mm-hmm. um, of like those guys making movies that were just constant hits. Yeah. Pop movies that were not about pot. Right. Outside of Pineapple Express, which was only about pot. <laughs> That's true. Well, no, I think Knocked Up had it had some drug references. It had drug references, but like Cheech and Chong's are movies where uh, okay, yeah, everything is about pot. Right. Um, these are stoner movies that are of a significantly uh, of a very high quality with good, smart writing. Right. Good, smart writing. And usually a kind of like a weirdly coming of age mm-hmm. premise. Yep. Right. Like a, a dude who's just kind of lived the same life for 40 years. Right. And these guys. It's more than just him losing his virginity. It's him growing up. Yeah. Knocked up. Same thing. Almost kind of parallel <laughs> to the same movie. Um, and when I was making this list, comedy is kind of weird. Almost ever, unless it's a parody of something else. Comedy, for the most part, is kind of original every time. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like a kind a of rom-com or. Yeah. Yeah. And something like that. But like, I think that like this really made an emphasis on like the importance of how original the concept was. But this is Spinal Tap paved the way. Right. For a different way to just make a movie. This idea that like, cause like up until this point, documentaries were very dry, boring, educational, um, (laughs) heavy on, uh, importance. Um, you know, be it historical or something, you know, something of that significance versus what it what this is which is literally just making jokes making jokes of literally just things that probably were actually happening within the music industry right um and of course we get the famous line but this one goes up to 11 right right because he wants to buy an amp and this one goes up to 10 and he wants to get a different one that goes up to 11 and he's like well why can't you just use that one he goes because that one goes to 11 so like little, little stupid little shit like that, that people make references of that have no idea where it came from. I didn't know that it was from that movie. Yeah, uh, that's all right. Yeah, that's where the this is. This it goes to 11 <laughs> comes from. Uh, it's also the only scene from that movie. I remember I watched that so many years ago. I don't. That's the only scene I remember. But if you Tim, if you had to pick one, this is Spinal Tap or 40 year old virgin. Who's it going to be? This is actually pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, mockumentary versus the modern era of underdog comedies. Right. Um, 
I, I don't have an answer here. You don't have an answer I, here. I, I can't choose between these two. These are both incredibly important to everything that I hold dear in this world. Wow. Um, wow. I was not expecting that, Dan. It, can, we have, can we have two winners? Is that okay? I mean, we could just flip a coin, I guess. No. Because no. I don't want either of these to lose. I'm, I'm not going to be able to take that on my conscience. I'm going to say... I'm gonna say 40 year old virgin wins this one. I'll I'll pull the trigger and kills and kill this is spinal tap. And I only say that because 40 year old virgin, when it came out, people didn't give it credit. It wasn't original, it wasn't an original concept, especially on movie, because never had anybody really played up the idea. Like we've had the joke of the virgin, mm-hmm. but it was always in a high school setting. Right. Never did we have the joke of a virgin. Being 40 years old, being a full grown adult, being literally what I have become uh, apparently in my life, uh, just surrounded by nerd stuff and how ridiculous and happy and humbled he's become in his life. Yeah. Um, and they were able to make a really smart, funny, hysterical con, you know, movie uh, off the, a stupid little premise. Well, and they were just that, that movie and everything that that movie spawned. We're just so much more grounded in reality. Right. Previous to that, your nerd was like, a, <laughs> I don't talk to girls. <laughs> like. It was just it was it was a trope that had been played out. This actually grounded it. This was the characters in these movies that Judd Apatow put forward were always relatable. They were ourselves or they were someone we knew. Right. Um, And not in a way it was like, well, everyone knows a <laughs> something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everyone knows a guy like that or everyone knows a guy like this. this right. These were people that we all, at least I know lots of these people, people that work a retail job. Right. That are happy, are happy and content. Correct. Single. Um, They spend a lot of their money on a very particular hobby or Funko Pops <laughs> or action figures or little models that you put together and paint and then uh-huh. have them fight each other uh-huh. or video games or what a fucking loser that guy is piece of shit but that guy is also Fuck. that guy is also all of us hey know? tell us what a vagina feels like <laughs> you can't <laughs> but it feels like a plastic action figure um <laughs> i now see as Boobs. a as a virgin myself i've never understood the uh-huh the premise of like boobs because they're just like bags of sand right, right. that's actually true so confirmed in this movie yeah yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah i get it if more than two people if two or more people say it then it has to be true i think the important thing to hear is and this might be a stretch right 40 year old virgin does leaps and bounds for the asexual community sure not only is he a 40 year old virgin he mm-hmm. had no interest right like zero no interest at all and that is a perfectly okay okay thing to have yeah totally totally functioning yeah and then he had sex and realized how fucking dope it is and knocks it out of the park where he you know blows a load in 30 seconds and then bangs it out for 35 minutes and then a music musical number every time i'm done banging hoes and and snapping bitches in half with my magnificent hog uh i always have a nice jaunty tune one Really important thing, maybe the most important thing, sure. Um, about 40 year old virgin is yeah. once again, it, it gave it put Paul Rudd back in all to all of our lives. Um, I mean, Clueless tried, Clueless did try, yeah. Um, Friends hot, tried, Didn't hot work. wet American summer. Um, <sighs> yo, that is a great movie. Oh my god, 
the, and that's the David Wayne group. That's the Michael Showalter and Michael Ian Black and all them. Um, really love those guys. Uh, it also gave us the gaming chair that had the PlayStation controller split in two, one on each arm. That's true. It did. Super impractical. Yep. Awful. Even worst idea. Like and then and then stupid. we, but it looks so cool. Looks dope as hell. And then we came up literally with that concept in a controller. Yeah. When they made the 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 Wii, Wii Joy concept. Yeah. 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 And then we're all like, "This is the fucking greatest thing ever!" Right. But you look at that fucking chair, and it's the dumbest thing you've ever seen. But it looked so cool. It you felt like so you were cool. in like a cockpit. Well, and the important thing about the the Wii Joy Cons too is that. They finally made a controller like that. They could have one in each hand over here. Right. And how does everyone use it? By attaching them to each other like That's a regular fucking controller. True. That's fair. So That is fair. Um, but yeah, 40-year-old virgin. Thank you for saying it. I wanted that to win. Yeah. I just didn't want to say it because I felt like I've been leaning in really hard on that movie because I love it so much. That's fair. Um, so thank I'm, you. I'm willing, I'm willing to pull the trigger here for you. I'm willing to go to bat for you, as okay. we know. Yeah. Um, 40-year-old virgin. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think Spinal Tap is such an old movie that people won't appreciate the beauty of it anymore. Yeah. Um, it hasn't aged well. It hasn't. It doesn't. No. no. But 40-year-old version, I, th- I think... Holds in, up. Yeah, except for the VHS references. I think it holds up really, really well. Yeah. Yep, yeah. That's fair. So there you go, guys. 40-year-old version. Greatest movie, original movie concept. If you like this show, please check out other amazing shows here at the Professional Casual Network, like Professionally Asked, Casually Answered, Tim. An advice podcast. Yes, it is. Where we take exclusively yep. questions and topics from mm-hmm. our viewers, from That's you true. listening to this right now. Mm-hmm. And we give you advice on the problems that you need fixing. I actually needed some advice on a situation, and I asked you guys about it. Yeah. Yeah. And Can't wait to hear my my answer. <laughs> so send us messages. Send us yeah. email us at theprofessionalcasual.com. Hit us up on Facebook.com slash professional casual. Yep. Shoot us something on Instagram or Twitter. Yep. Ask us what's up. Give us a topic. We will answer it for you. Yep. Exactly. We're we're always thinking, Tim, so you don't have to. If you've checked out the space between episodes of the new mutants. You're welcome. You're welcome. Those yeah. are old comics that are dated. Uh-huh. Uh, we took the bullet for you, so you don't have to read them before the movie comes out in August. That's true. As well as The Space Between Presents, where you guys are reviewing a bunch of great shows and documentaries. Yeah. That, though, we're not doing it for you. We're doing it with you. That's true. You are. We're doing That's a true. deep dive on docuseries on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Starting season one was Tiger King. Season two is Jeff Epstein, Filthy Rich. That's true. Both of those shows have very not nice people named Jeff. That's uh, very true. Also, head over to Professionally Asked, Casually Answered, and tell them you want uh, Dark Side of the Ring and you want me to come on that episode where we go over some Dark Side of the Ring episodes. I have literally been throwing garbage at them because they will not take that suggestion. Of course, go visit my friends and hopefully you're soon. The Wreck My Cracker Show with Cracker, a.k.a. Wreck My Podcast where they go over all things nostalgic and figure out whether it was really good or really bad, if it lived up to what they remember, things of that nature. They just did a great episode on, uh, well, it was a, a little while back. They did a uh, Rocket Power. Oh. Yep, they did Rocket Power, and they just recently did a Doug episode. Mm. Yep. I think as far as original concepts, mm-hmm. 
there is a lot of nostalgia podcasts out there. Right. Wreck my podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, number one has Craiger. Sure. Number two is true to form. Right. They're talking about things from their past, mm-hmm. and sometimes it gets wrecked. Right. I really actually dig the concept and the premise of that show quite a bit. And Craiger only makes it better. Oh, my God. Craiger's so great. He's such a good dude. I mean, I can't stand him, but I think he's great. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Joe, Cam, and Gordon. Jordan, fuck. Uh, Jordan guy. Uh, I don't know. Slam, Pam, and Lorden. Just, they don't do it for me. Uh, that's, all right. You know who does do it for me? Who gets me stiff? Yeah. That's Breaker and Bane over at Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Ooh. Yeah. Those guys talking about wrestling, movies, comic books, TV, uh, everything, gr- interviews. Um, great community over there with the uh, Breaker and Bane's Power. Of course, Breaker, professional wrestler. Bane, uh, professional rapper, kind of does a really good job. Go check out Bane's world. They're like the two different parts of John Cena. Oh my God, they are, but I can see them mm-hmm. right here in my heart. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, I have been your host, big Chuck for Tim. I don't remember what we, Oh, from womb to tomb. Uh, I think you said something different. Like I we're going womb to tomb France. From vagina to <laughs> sublima. That definitely was what, yeah, you're right. I'm Lima sorry. beans? Lima? How about that teenage witch? Sabrina. Good night, everybody. This has been Elite 8 Showdown. Remember to leave the blood on the brackets. Oh, Tim. The this crowd- has been Elite 8 Showdown. There you go. The crowd actually left hours ago. There's no, there is there's nobody, nobody here. there's nobody here. Um, oh, fuck. Normally, normally we go out with the cheering crowd. Yeah. Ah, do you guys need me? Oh my God, cut it. Cut it now. Cut it now, Tim. Thanks so much for listening. Why don't you go and check out all the other great shows that the Professional Casual Network has to offer, including season one of The Space Between Presents I Saw a Tiger, which follows the Netflix smash series Tiger King and details the acid-washed antics of Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin, Jeff Lowe, as well as others. This season, we're taking a deep, dark dive into the four-part Netflix docuseries Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich. Big Fiction Energy is our audio drama pod in which Tim, Danny, and myself tell the story of Lanny, the Girl Without Fear, a fantasy novel by Dan. A grim podcast of perilous adventure is the Professional Casual Network's Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay Actual Play podcast. We're playing through The Enemy Within, which is widely considered one of the best campaigns of any RPG. Join Dan as the GM as Danny, Tim, Alexander P. Nelson, and JB try to survive the perils of the old world. And if you needed more deep dives, also check out The Space Between, which is a discussion and review of the best games, comics, and nerd movies of today and yesteryear. We also have Elite Eight Showdown with high-octane host Big Chuck and his research team. Join him while he financially ruins his partner, Tim, and completes an eight-team tournament bracket that could be about anything and everything. Lastly, we have Professionally Asked, Casually Answered, a totally real, totally fake advice show where we take questions and topics from you, our listeners, and do our best not to completely ruin your lives. Danny, where could people follow us or ask us questions for Professionally Asked, Casually Answered? I'm so glad you asked that, Tim. You can go ahead and email us questions. Our email address is theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com. You can also follow us and message us on Instagram at theprofessionalcasual. On Facebook, we're facebook.com slash professionalcasual. Twitter, we're at top tier casual. 
Our website is theprofessionalcasual.com. On Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash professionalcasual. And you can also check out Lindsay's Instagram at lindsayfphotography, where you can check out all of her great photos of abandoned places and events. What are some other things that people could find on our Patreon, Danny? They can find Sarah's doodles. They can find different vlogs. They can find lots of polls. I know Big Chuck's got a ton of stuff up there. It's all just a wild time. Extra bonus content, all of those things. 